Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Happy uh, top of the week to you. Yes, happy top of the week to you too, my friend. Uh, we're going to do something a little different this coming weekend. It's a Memorial Day weekend. And we're going to take a couple of days off. I mean, we're not going to disappear totally. If something happens over the weekend, we'll come back and do a, a report. But for the most part, we're going to sit around eating hamburgers, hot dogs, and maybe having a, a cold one or something, you know. That's well, maybe just having a lot of cold ones, there'll be a bucket <laughs> right beside me with the ice. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I forget the hot dogs and hamburgers, right? <laughs> yeah, I'll fortify my uh, myself with uh, yes. barley oats and hops. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, a lot of things, by the way, we'll be back on Tuesday, though. Okay, so we'll be gone. Our last show, the weekend show, will be on Friday, and then Saturday and Sunday and Monday, we're just going to, you know, we're going to I can hear the crowd going, woo yeah. Yes, <laughs> we're going to party hardy, as they would say. Um, anyway, a lot of things going on. We talked about this on Saturday, about the Ukraine and Bakhmut. And we had said at the time that they were like, uh, I think they were almost, they were like 90% or something like that. Uh, 99. Yeah, uh, taken over by the Russians. I think it's a, a, a closed situation now. I think it's gone, don't you? Uh, yeah, because, well, it's funny because I saw a report with Zelensky going, oh, no, 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 it's not the way uh, they're telling it, you know. Mm -hmm. You know, Russia's been losing a lot of people. Well, Russia said they lost the people, a lot of people, but so did so did the Ukraine. But Zelensky was going, we value our people, and that's why, you know, we, we want to save lives. It's terrible what uh, happened in Bakhmut, but, uh, you know. So, in other words, he was kind of... You know, sugarcoating that they lost, and the, and the reporter's going, oh, see, it sounds like they're pulling out and they're setting these guys up for a trap. No, the trap is you, the reporter, because you were told a tangled lie, and the fact is they 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 lost it. Yeah. And he was he was in a press conference, I believe, yesterday when he, you know, finally sat there and goes, yeah, you know, it fell. Well, you know, you the know. thing that gets me is that, what people don't realize, it kind of opens the door to a lot of other important Ukraine cities. I think even Kiev is mm -hmm. in line because Bakhmut has fallen. Uh, this is not a good thing. We've been told over and over and over again by uh, experts, by experts on Fox and other networks saying, oh, well, we're doing a fabulous job and the Russians are on the ropes. Um, well, that's not the case. The one guy who has been, who has been, uh, honest with honest? us all, yeah, honest with us all has been, uh, Colonel Douglas McGregor. I, we've had him, we've had tapes of him on our program for quite some time going back maybe six, eight months. And he's always told it to us straight, even when it wasn't politically correct. Well, he was speaking over the weekend and he was talking to, uh, Donald Trump, uh, Donald Trump Jr., um, on his podcast, and here's what he had to say. Listen. Now we're trying to write a, fight a proxy war for all the wrong reasons, and we're killing the Ukrainian nation. They're down to perhaps 14 to 18 million now from an original population back in January of 2022 of about 34 million. Everyone's left that could go. They've either gone east, almost 2 million into Russia, or 10 million west into Europe. And when you talk to them on the way out, as most of the news media have, they say, will you go back? Never. Yeah. Ukraine is the historic breadbasket of Europe. It is enormously productive. 
It could be the gleaming jewel economically if we had neutralized it. It could be as wealthy and prosperous today as Austria is. And that was the model, that's what we should have done. Instead, we got this terrible war, and today, Russia is not weak. Russia's military is now larger and stronger than anything that we've seen since the 1980s. Its economy is booming. And as I said earlier, 81 nations are headed to St. Petersburg in June for a major conference, the purpose of which is to bring them into this larger plan to back currency with gold. And the gold in China, the gold in Russia, the gold in India is just the tip of the proverbial iceberg. It's just the beginning. The question is, what do we do? And these people in Washington have no answers. Yeah. And that's why, the, that's why prices rise, services fall apart, the armed forces are in ruins, our borders are open, and there is no rule of law. We are being destroyed by this regime in Washington. Oh, he, he couldn't have said it any better. But it's interesting. Mm. He, he wrapped it up by talking about how these countries are getting together. And they're going to talk about, uh, uh, I guess, starting a new currency that is backed by gold, which is something we stopped doing decades ago. Right. So now it's going to be our philosophy of our might and our word against real value. And, you know, if you're going to the have you ever gone to a flea market and you're selling stuff and you might negotiate on price, but the bottom line is, all right, pal, you've been talking. Can you back it up with uh, real money, you know, or, or talk is talk, you know, and it's cheap. Well, if we don't have anything to back up our money with. And, you know, we, we tout all these military weapons. We've talked about them and what we really got. Well, I'm, I have no doubt that we have designed and built these things. But it wasn't our government that designed it. It was a for-profit company. And just, just like every weapon that we can buy, even though it might have been made in our soil, so can the other countries. And the for-profit company is going to sit there and go, wait, you're going to give me a gazillion dollars that has nothing to back it, but they're going to give me a half a gazillion, and it's backed by gold, and it's worth something. Yeah. I'll take the half a gazillion. You know, it's interesting. I also learned over the weekend that our debt, our debt, unlike Japan, Japan percentage-wise has a greater debt than the United States, okay? But the difference is, is Japan's debt is held by internal banks, Japanese banks. So it's held, you know, on the island of Japan. Our debt is held by banks from other countries around the world. Mm -hmm. Which is stupid because yeah. they own us. Yes, exactly. You know, we, we, you know, I go back to, uh, you know, the wars we fought and the debts that we are owed that we've never collected on. We give away our money willy-nilly. We go in and do a lot of things. And I don't mind being my brother's keeper. I mean, I, I feel that we should. Mm -hmm. But on the same behalf, you know, we can't give away our soul, you know, right. at the behest of everybody else. We, we've got to be, look, politicians got to realize, I know that Democrats right now, the liberals, are actually... They're saddling up to the idea of printing more fake money Unbelievable, to, yeah. to raise the debt ceiling. Well, number one, they need to keep in mind that they don't own this country. It is not theirs. It is ours. We elected them to do things on our behest to our what we want. They're not doing what we want. So either they need to back off and listen to us, or we, the people, need to realize that we put them in there 
we can take them out, and you better get busy taking them out because these so-and-sos, are uh, they're destroying us. And well, pretty soon you're going to be giving up your house, your farm, your everything. I don't know whether you heard this or not, but uh, uh, they're negotiating, as you know, the the budget, and they're having a mm-hmm. real problem. But for a while, they started to move towards some kind of an agreement. And then Bernie Sanders did a press conference, and he, I guess in his press conference, talked about uh, the possibility that uh, the president could evoke, uh, I guess, the 14th Amendment, uh, a, a very small clause in the 14th Amendment, which would give him the right to to over, to over uh, overrule Congress on the budget and actually initiate a budget based upon executive power. Okay, well, that's driving people nuts. I mean, the idea that a president, right. the president of the United States, could uh, uh, unilaterally uh, approve a budget without Congress is unheard of. It's never been done before in this country. It's the thing that dictators do. Uh, it's the the things that uh, the the kings do around the world. They unilaterally approve budgets and things like that. Um, let me tell you, we're in a we're in a dire strait right now. Our budget, uh, our we could be in default within ten days. Within ten days, we could be in default. And what does that mean to us? It means it'll affect our savings, our personal savings, the value of the dollar, the strength of the dollar. If we default, we are going to be hurt personally. But Biden doesn't seem to care. You know, he almost is playing a game of chicken with our country. He wants well, to show it, who's power, powerful. There probably is a tier of how things pay out with what we got. Because I know that uh, somebody I talked to over the weekend, they're going, well, I hope uh, we, we come to, you know, to an agreement on this budget because I want my Social Security check. Because seniors are led to believe that, you know, the Republicans are going to yank it. Well, oh. no, the Republicans aren't going to yank it. Now, with that said, you know, I guess the question remains, well, if we don't have an agreement on the budget and uh, we go in default, will benefits like that not be paid? Well, actually, I've read where uh, that would be an exception to the rule of right. Social Security. But I have to tell you, if we default on our budget, it, it, will be a, it will be the first time that it happens, and we're in uncharted waters here. It's uncharted. Yeah. We don't know what's going on. So Look, if, go we, may, we may have uh, no Social Security checks, and if we get them, they may have, have no value. Right. Well, yeah. Well, look, you know, a lot of people sit there and get your, their social security checks automatically deposited. So it'll be no, it'll be digital numbers on the line that are worth nothing. But everybody's going to be that way because let's, you know, you know, the seniors are worried about their social security. Hey, don't worry about that because the guy down the street that works for Xerox and makes $168,000 a year, his check's going to be worth nothing too because it all comes from the same currency, the yeah. same banks. And if we don't have, you know, if the money is worthless, let me ask it you, doesn't Bill, matter what you make. Nobody can pay anything. Doesn't it appear to you that uh, Biden's doing everything he can to hurt our country? Because he's done nothing in his entire presidency that has benefited us. Everything he's done seems to benefit China or people that we don't really have a relationship with, but not you and I. 
Well, here's the conspiracy take out of this. Are you ready for this? All right, so let's say we default on our debt and our money is worthless. And now all of a sudden we're thrown into a situation, hey, you worked hard, you got paid, it's worth nothing. So you can't pay your bills, but that's okay. The landlord's in the same thing. How's he going to get you out of there? Because the cops aren't getting paid either. So we get to a stage of anarchy. Nobody has anything, but before it all falls down, somebody burbles up from, from the ground, a deep, dark force who goes, I can save you, but this is the way it's going to be. And we sell our soul and we give up all of our rights to sit there and make for them to make us whole. You mean all like you mean like China? It could be because China. China but, has our a, a, a massive amount of our debt. Could be China or maybe the dark state, you know, the deep state. Mm-hmm. You know, they might emerge and Soros will come forward and saying, you know, I think I can uh, I can get this all solved right right now, but you're going to have to you're going to have to change and accept the fact of this and this and this and this, and you will listen to me. You know, this and, is this is not these are not uh, good times, and this guy is not doing us a favor in the White House right now. Trust me. And I'm not I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm just saying, you know, when you throw everything to the wind mm-hmm. everybody can pontificate we don't know what will well, happen when you talk about the, going into uncharted territory nobody has an answer nobody knows no. what's going to happen but we won't be the same when we come out kt mcfarland former uh, advisor to the president uh, and not this president uh was talking with maria on friday and she was talking about uh what she thinks is going to happen in the 2024 election. And I thought it was quite interesting. And I think that you would like to hear it. So why don't we just sit down and do it together? We now have black and white evidence that the FBI interfered in the 2016 election. And then when they failed to get their candidate elected, Hillary Clinton, then they just set out to destroy the Trump administration. So then go back, go up to 2020. It was the CIA this time that got involved in the 2020 election with those 51 former intel agents who talked about the Hunter Biden laptop as total Russian disinformation. Mm. So they've gotten away with it for two elections. They're for sure going to get away with it, try to get away with it in 24, right? Because there's no consequence. The difference is in 2024, the evidence is there. We now have the Durham investigation. We have all the congressional investigations. There is now hard evidence that there was election interference by the U.S. intelligence agencies and the Department of Justice. They've got to be terrified, those individuals have to be terrified that a Republican president comes in in the 2024 election with a Republican attorney general, investigates them and charges them all with the crimes they've committed over the last eight years. Well, we'll see about that. You're right. There are questions around these elections because of this interference. Do you think there will be election interference then in 24? Take it to the bank. They will absolutely interfere wow. in 2024. We're not sure how, but they will absolutely interfere, not only because they're not going to like whoever the Republican candidate is, but because they're going to protect their own hides. That's why they're, they were talking to their own people, and the whistleblowers have brought this up, that they were told, don't put anything on paper, just tell us orally. They right. knew that they were doing stuff wrong. They knew that they yeah. were going to be liable for prosecution. Yeah, it's, it's too bad. I wish the media were more curious about all of this. Unfortunately, the media takes the narrative of the Democrat Party and runs with it and then tries to cancel anybody who's not on board. Well, they're in the same position. They, they can't possibly admit they were wrong. 
because that sort of cuts under it, it just undercuts their whole reason for being so they're going to continue to have the fake narrative and they're going to continue to cover up and pretend that nothing bad went on i mean they're all in it together this is what the terrible thing is these people are selling the country they're just selling us out not only to yeah. foreign leaders but they're they're interfering in our elections they're tearing up the constitution why because they want to protect their jobs they want to protect their ratings it just it terrible. just is I never thought I would be this upset about how anybody in the government was performing, but this is just a gut punch to the American people. It, it really is, and it's because you're a patriot. You don't want to see this kind of injustice. I agree with you. KT, it's good to see you. Thank you. I'll tell you, that's why uh, Maria Bartiromo, they say, is on thin ice over at Fox. You know, they fired Tucker, and they said, well, who's next in line? Who's another big... Uh, uh, liberty and freedom advocate over there, and they they looked over and it's Maria Bartiromo. She she just says what she what she truly believes, and she did it there. And uh, so yeah, she keeps talking like that and doing stuff like that, and she'll be uh, having lunch with Tucker soon. Mm -hmm. um, but it's interesting. She KT McFarland, the former deputy national security advisor says the FBI, the CIA, Department of Justice, they definitely will rig 2024. It's good. Well, let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. Could they sit there if they realize that, you know, well, we got caught or we, you know, the evidence is there. Could they say, okay, we can't really run a candidate and fix our side. So let's infiltrate the other side. So let's infiltrate the other side and sit there and go ahead mm -hmm. and uh, win the election and make it appear the Republicans got it, but he's going to be a puppet for them. Well, so, you know, you, I, I don't know. You know, I'm just, I'm, I'm looking at both sides of the coin. The simple fact is we're in a mess. We yeah, have, we I, have a situation where people now in government or former important people in government are saying, Hey, it's, it's going to happen again. They're going to cheat. They're going to no. cheat. And, it, you know, Donald Trump has been saying it. But I don't know how Donald Trump can be so positive about 2024. He goes on his rallies. He says, we have to overwhelm them with votes. I don't think there is a number that you can reach where you get ahead of their cheat. Do you know what no, I'm saying? No, because they'll stop and they'll do, they'll add more numbers than there is population just right. to win. Exactly. And they'll tell you, you can, don't, don't, no, 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 no. Accept the win. Yeah. yeah, you know, you're you're promoting a lie. But you know, for Donald to run, you know, do you think he shouldn't run? I think he should run. Yep. Do you think that he can't do a, a good job? I think he can fix it. But so he's got to be positive, he's got to be optimistic, but he's got to get you motivated. So when he's talking about overwhelming, no, he's not talking about an insurrection or anything like that. But you've got to be able to sit there and go and know that everybody is with you. And when they tell you that you didn't vote, you'll be sitting there going, that's a lie. And then it's up to you to decide what to do. If they do it again, it's up to you to figure out what you're going to do next. The WHO is already talking about something called, I guess, is it called MPOX? Uh, mm -hmm. I guess it's a shortened version of monkeypox. But they're yeah. saying that we may have another pandemic starting as early as sometime this summer. They're priming us, I think, for a shutdown. For a shutdown f before the next election, so mail-in ballots will be used again, and they'll be able there to cheat go. easier. Uh, yeah. You know, somebody needs to pass a resolution right now that, you know what? But see, you, you don't want to suspend an election, but mail-in ballots won't be accepted. You know, because it's 
It's a way to steal. Yeah. You can steal with anything, but it's a way to steal, and it's an absolute way to steal. And since they control the media, eh, you know, media's blind. And we, we can say this honestly because mm-hmm. we come from the media. We know it's blind. I don't and know how – do you think our country would do another lockdown again? Do you yeah. think we could be pushed into it again? Do you think people would fall lockstep like gnomes into a, a, a mindless lockdown again? Well, let me put it this way. If you put that question to a vote, I think unanimously the Republicans would say no. Unanimously, the left would say yes, and that's all you need because then how do you know who voted Democrat and who voted conservative? Follow what I'm saying Mm -hmm. is that, you know, the liberal left, yeah. You know, know, they're still on the teat of the left. Yeah, they're going to sit there and go along with them. You know, the people, you know, that lean middle of the ground, middle of the road or right, they're Mm going to go, no, no, no. You're not going to pull this on me again. But how big is the crowd? I say it's it's enormous because I don't run into a lot of lefties, but they sure talk loud. Boy, we are in a a sorry situation. You know, it's amazing. Every day is a crisis in the Biden administration, and it's something new. It's something Mm -hmm. new and different. They try to keep you distracted. I mean, we're not even talking about the crisis on the border. I mean, by talking about the budget and things like that, you, you stop talking about the madness at our southern border. But it hasn't stopped. It's still growing. It's still happening every single day. Thousands, tens of thousands of people are crossing into our country uh, thanks to this administration, thanks to Joe Biden and his gang who just continue to look the other way. Actually, they continue to welcome them in, to be honest with you. So uh, that's happening. And then, of course, like we talked about earlier, the war on the Ukraine, uh, it's not going well, not going well. Do you know that they've, they've lost some of the money we've given them? They're just realizing, oh, yeah. they've just realized, oh, some of them, I think $3 billion is una- totally unaccounted for, un- unaccounted for. They don't know where it went. Well, I mean, I think some of it went into the $400 million that supposedly Zelensky put aside for himself. So, yeah, but that's still $3 billion is a lot of $400 millions there. So <laughs> sure who else is. got the money? Or... Or mm-hmm. do they care if they win this war or not? They got money from us so that when it's all over, they can sit there and rebuild a regime of their liking and design, which has nothing to do with us. No one has asked this question. What happens if Russia wins? What happens? What changes if Russia wins? Let's say hypothetically Russia takes the Ukraine. If they take the Ukraine, how will that affect the rest of the world? Might it have no effect at all. I mean, they are considered the breadbasket of uh, of that area. It's a very, very strong mm-hmm. agricultural country. Let's say uh, Russia wins. Will they continue to market their wheat around the world? I'll bet you the answer is yes. Yeah, I don't well, think. What happens if Russia wins and the Ukraine falls? And what happens if our debt situation is so bad that we slip into anarchy too? Well, I, I think we'll uh, look at we're headed. We're on a slippery slope right now. We are. We are on a slippery slope right now. People don't want to talk about it, but it's for real. You can't crush people economically. You can't crush them socially. That's what they're doing. I mean, 
with this whole, we didn't even have an issue, for example, with this whole transgender movement until Biden got into office and the administration helped to make it a movement. Mm-hmm. We may we may have all we when if we first started talking about if you'll remember a year or two ago drag queens everybody kind of chuckled like isn't that cute because there've been drag queens around for for probably the since the uh, the Roman days maybe even earlier right I mean, it's not a big deal just let people live their own life and no one has been punished for being a drag queen just ask RuPaul RuPaul made a career out of being a drag queen long before there was an issue of transgenderism. But now, thanks to this administration and the people in the administration, they've helped to make it an issue. They've helped to make it a crisis, a transgender crisis. I mean, whoever would have thought that would be trying to defend women's sports from men playing in those games? I mean, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to stand up for women so that guys aren't competing, you know? I mean, that that by itself is re- it's almost ridiculous. But yet here well, we are. What's ridiculous, too, is Sports Illustrated. Now everyone's going, oh, yeah, Martha Stewart looking pretty good for, what is she, 81, 81 or something like yeah. that? You know, they, boy, a lot of uh, soft uh, photo techniques there. But okay, goody for her, oldest woman ever on the, uh, the uh, issue. But you learned something that I learned. They actually do multiple covers of that, so depending yeah. where you are, uh, depends on what cover you get to see. Now, I'm sure that one's everywhere, but then they have the transgender is- uh, issue, and they're under fire for it, but, you know, if you look it up, it's there. And, you know, it looks like a dude that looks like Mulvaney with that stupid, fake, dumb, forced smile, you know. It looks like somebody hair. I played football with when I was in high school. Well, I, mean, I wouldn't go. What team did you play for, Jim? I mean, do you really want to admit this? <laughs> I no, I was, talk, man, I was talking about the build and the shoulders. But I yeah, know. <laughs> you know, in all honesty, I think that uh, uh, it, I, I, the question I keep asking myself is: Where is now? Where is now the National Organization of Women? I would have thought they would have been protesting and picketing and making an issue out of this from the time it reared its ugly head, defending the women of women's sports. I mean, Riley Gaines is an outlier. They make it sound like she's uh, she's doing the exceptional. She's doing the normal thing. She's a woman who played very well in women's sports, and she's trying to defend the sport she, she trained in from guys competing against her. You know... Uh, I don't know where there, now is, Bill. Uh, neither do I. Uh, but, you know, you look at women and you look at men, there is a difference. There is a biological oh, is, difference is there? for a reason. <laughs> but, you know, the simple fact that you can put a woman next to a man and they can both put on makeup and which one looks better to you or which one did the better makeup job, that's a different thing. If it but, walks you know, like a duck and it quacks like a duck, usually it's a duck. Yeah, so, you know... Strip the makeup down, and yep. you know Mulvaney's still a dude. You yeah. know, and, uh, just because he went and you know got a cut and tuck does not mean anything. You know, no, and puts on a wig or whatever, or let his hair grow and goes to a stylist. It's still hey, it's five hundred job. It's a paint job. That's all it is. Five hundred years from now, if archaeologists find his remains and they do a DNA test on Dylan Mulvaney. They will determine that it was a male 
They will determine it was a man that they They'll discovered. They'll look at the bone structure. They'll oh, look at the DNA. The DNA by itself will say he, he has the chromosome. He's a male. Period. End of sentence. But, but in this screwed up world we're living in right now, they're trying to deny that. Oh, no, 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 no. He's, he's, you can be what you want to be. Don't, you know, this, this thing about picking your pronouns. Come on, folks, please. You know, I, I'm a guy. I'm a he, you know, or him. Uh, he, when this bit about I'm a Zed or is, come on, enough. And don't uh, embolden these these people who want to change the rules all of a sudden. If the rules have been he, she, you know, it for the last, I don't know, several centuries, let's leave it alone. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden in this world, in this time, we have to change everything? Oh, now, come on. Well, you know, they're doing it through the educational institutions. Oh, and, isn't that true? You know, they're, they're indoctrinating our children. You know, they're indoctrinating now, and it's, it's, you know, for no other reason than they want to control us. I was watching a thing, and it kind of crosses over to this, where the guy that's the science guy, whatever his name is, but he was talking about religion because he's obviously, he doesn't believe in God. And he was talking about the educated people of the world do not believe in God. Because when you look at uh, people that believe in a God, it's 90% of the people. I'm going, well, 90%, that should tell you something. Well, the 10% that, you know, don't, you know, come from the educated side. Now you take that 10%, you break it down, people that of, of that percentage that sit there and have gone to college, limited college, well, now it gets down to 70%. Then it gets down to 60%. The further they get into academia, the further down that number goes until finally you get down to the bare basics and still out of the, out of the most educated of the most educated of the most educated, 7% of those still say, no, I worship a God. Well, I, I well know that do you remember, would you say that Albert Einstein was a pretty smart guy? Oh, I'd say, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, he... Uh was asked whether he believed in God, and he answered yes. He, he answered he believed in God. Um, it, it surprised everybody because he didn't talk much about God, but, I mean, he, he I, and I think it's because the guys who are real thinkers realize that everything that they see that's happening in their universe, it did, it's not happenstance. It's bigger than man. Mm. It didn't just fall into place. You know, I love people who say, I believe in the Big Bang Theory. <clears throat> I believe in the Big Bang Theory, which means that uh, at some point in time, uh, there was uh, two molecules hit each other and exploded, and the entire universe is a result of that explosion. Okay, well, and that's who, how who created the two molecules. That's exactly what I have always felt. It, somebody mm -hmm. had to create the two molecules, but there had to be something always. So you're saying two molecules were always. I'm saying something greater than that molecule was always. You know, and here's the science guy saying, well, you know, the ten percent, and then you break it down, to, you know, seven percent of the ten percent. Well, that's an nth of a percent in the whole populace. So what we've got is a very minute dismal amount of the population i mean not even a not even a not even a speck on a gnat's ass you know representing well mm -hmm. there is no god and you got to believe the science really you're a speck on a gnat's ass and you expect me to believe oh, you wait. but they are Why? so 
most of the people who I've met who don't believe in God are quite firm in their belief. They they really they've done a lot, and a lot of them, like you have said, are very well educated people. Uh, too educated for the room, usually. They, but are they really educated, or they do they? You know, because you know, knowledge is not one hundred percent. We are we are finding today things that we believed and have been absolute by these clowns. Well, are not so absolute. They 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 look at the world through blinders. They don't see. They they pretend to be very open to everything, but in reality, they're quite limited. And what's up? One other thing that's really interesting usually is these people when they get close, uh, close to leaving the world, when things get really tough, and they, they cry out to God. Yeah, yeah. I've seen people help, die. Help me, God. I'm, yeah, I've 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 gone to visit people that were, you know, I don't believe in God. They weren't exactly what you'd call atheist, mm-hmm. but at the end, you know, they wanted to be prayed for or they prayed themselves. You know, and I'm like going, well, maybe they're hedging their bet. I didn't know what to think, but you know, I was going, no. All of a sudden, you know, when you start when you start to depart your body, yes, you all of a sudden you the world is a different place, yes, and you are transcending into a different place. Whether it's, you know, whatever you want to say, it is, and they're going, wait a minute, maybe I got this all wrong. Yes. I better make amends now, and. Which means hey, you can, and I'm I'm of the, I'm of the belief, by the way, Bill, that if you are an atheist or an agnostic all of your life, but at the very end you decide to pray to God and ask for His forgiveness, I believe that the guy upstairs, being the supreme being that he is, has the ability to forgive you. You know, so well, don't, and he will. Yeah, you know, if exactly. You, if you believe the teachings, but my point of bringing all this up was not to get on a religious path. It's okay. here. It was just to sit there and say this: this minuscule, minuscule population, you know, that's trying to dictate religion and what's in, really in our hearts, and we shouldn't believe that there's a God, are also trying to convince us now that, well, wait a minute, you know, you weren't necessarily meant to be born a man or a woman. You can be be all you can be, anything you want to be. And that tells me it is a small, minuscule amount of the population that wants to control you. But that minuscule amount of people, I believe, I believe uh, let's call them what I think they're called, the deep state. Mm-hmm. I think you'll find that they do believe in something, but what they believe in is evil. They believe, right. for example, they will believe that uh, the herd should be culled, meaning uh, we should have a smaller worldwide population, which means that it's okay if several billion people die to benefit their plan. That's okay. This is what they believe in, okay? That's evil. That's evil. Well, These are the same people who, by the way, promote genocides and abortion. They, they embrace partial birth abortion, things like that. And if any person is paying attention to, to what the process of life, the process of birthing, you realize there's a, there's a little person inside that, that woman almost from the, no, from the inception, from the inception, and uh, but they don't want you to think about that. That's why they don't want to have they don't want to have ultrasounds. They don't want to have ultrasounds, free ultrasounds to uh, young yeah. women, because they don't want the young women to see what they're really carrying in their bodies, even early on. Well, let's answer the question real quickly. What is life? Is a cell, a singular cell, life? Right. It is. Is it? Yeah. Okay. So one one singular cell gets together with another 
singular cell, and they unite, and they, they, they unite to grow, is that life? You know, our whole life, our whole existence is a process of cells dying and multiplying. Okay? Right. Dying and multiplying. And from the moment the first two cells that create you and me start to unite and multiply, mm -hmm. they continue the process unbroken until the time we die, until the time we cease to exist. It could be 80, 90 years down the road, but it doesn't break a pause. It continues. So and how you know, can you say like... If you like, want to believe in the hereafter, which I do, then maybe these cells you know, morph into something else and continue on a different plane. And well, you, you know, you have you been. evolve into you, you evolve into your next stage of life. But that's a whole different conversation that mm -hmm. uh, we're not equipped to handle here. We could go on and on, but we'll save that for our weekend show. Um, hey, Robert Kennedy was talking about the Durham report over the weekend, and uh, he's he's gaining traction on the Democratic side. If I were Biden and his team, I'd be a little concerned with his. Uh, his rising poll numbers. This is Robert F. Kennedy on the Durham Report. Um, the Democrats don't like, and the mainstream media is not really talking about the Durham Report. But yeah. for me, because I've been concerned for so many years about, um, you know, the the uh, about the CIA's illegal uh, propagandizing American people, which it's not legally allowed to do. That report is appalling. And it's not just the report and the guy who did it, which you can say, okay, you know, he had some motive or whatever, but, you know, it's the the transcripts of the conversations that the CIA and FBI agents were having where they were acknowledging that what they were doing was wrong, that it had no basis. And so you have the CIA coming in 50 CIA, top-level CIA agents who agree to collaborate in a project uh, to, uh, to fix an election and to discredit one of the candidates. And, you know, I'm not, I don't like Donald Trump. I, I don't think he was a good president, many, and, you know, but, but people are allowed to disagree with that. And I can be friends with people who don't agree with me. And I can listen to their point of view. And, you know, we we need to apply rules across the board. Yeah, well, we can't I just say agree. We can't just say it's okay to shut up Donald Trump. It's okay for the CIA agents to, you know, to fix an election against him. Yeah, exactly. Gotta, there, there, it's, it's unbelievable how many people have this binary thinking because I'll say something about this, like how, how uh, you know, horrible uh, uh, this this whole, you know, Russian investigation was. And people would be like, oh, so you love Donald Trump? And yeah. I'm like, no, I think Donald <laughs> Trump was a horrible president on many fronts. I think, the like, I will never forgive Donald Trump for funding the Saudi war in Yemen. I will never forgive Donald Trump for blowing up budgets in the reckless way that he did, and I will never forgive him for keeping Fauci as the head of the task force yeah. through all of 2020. Or how about, However, lo how about locking down the whole country? Yeah, and supporting it, at least, yeah. as the governors were doing it. However, I can also look at the information here and go, look, it's pretty clear that this was a frame job. And what you have here is the, the intelligence uh, agencies framing the sitting president of the United States for treason. That was uh, comic David Smith with uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And they made some interesting points, which in a lot of ways, a lot of people have problems with. For example, um, 
you know, Trump did help. He locked down the country during the pandemic. And Trump did keep Fauci on with Deborah Burks. But, you know, you, you have to understand that these he was taking the advice of a lot of people. You know, when you're president, you haven't got all the answers. You have to listen to your advisors. And I think he was getting some terrible advice from some people he normally trusted. Maybe like well, Mark Meadows, people like that, you know? When you're a president, and presidents before, all throughout history, have made some calls, even if they were great presidents, that you would question. So Trump is no different on that uh, level. Locking down the country and Fauci. Well, again, what you were saying is, is he's in there. Who's to say? Well, it's not who's to say. It's a fact. Mm-hmm. He A lot of things came as recommendations, and he was pushed. Biden was one of the button pushers, and Pelosi and Schumer and all of them, you got to lock down the country. So he did, you know, cave to it from advice and push from the left. And how do we know, just like the Russian collusion thing here, that they didn't sit there and go, you know, we got this pandemic. Bill Gates was softening the American public for a pandemic that he had the cure for, supposedly. Well, okay, so maybe this whole pandemic thing was a way to sit there and take this guy out. Because the other thing they're trying to do now is, with all this coming to light, is they're trying to say, well, you know, it wasn't the insurrection. Trump knew he wasn't going to make it, so he was planning to overthrow the government as early as 2019 and maybe before. So they're softening, you know, your mind to mush so that they can plant that seed down the road, too. We know that there was a lot of interference from the FBI and the CIA and uh, these other organizations. Uh, Matt Gates was talking uh, recently, I think it was a couple of days ago, uh, about the FBI and their involvement during the January 6th insurrection. I use that word in quotes because that really wasn't an insurrection. But they were up there and they were involved with that insurrection. Listen. Mr. Allen, we just heard, uh, astonishingly heard a Democrat on this committee question your allegiance to the United States. How many tours in Iraq did you do? I did two tours in Iraq, sir. And, and for how many decades have you held a security clearance? Uh, for two decades, sir. Ever been called into question before? No, sir. And and you also received the Employee of the Year Award for the Charlotte Field Office, is that right? That is correct, sir. Did you receive any medals during your service for the Marine Corps and the United States Navy? I did, sir. As a member of the Marine Corps, I received two, uh, a Navy Commendation Medal and a Navy Achievement Medal. Seems to me your allegiance to the United States is pretty well established over multiple decades, wearing the uniform, fighting for our country. And I am proud that you continue to fight for our country as a whistleblower here, making a disclosure to the United States Congress. Uh, And Mr. Allen, is it your belief that you were retaliated against because you shared an email that questioned the truthfulness of FBI Director Christopher Wray? Yes, sir. And you believed that he wasn't truthful based on testimony he'd given to the United States Senate, isn't that right? Yes, sir. And in that testimony to the Senate, you believe that Christopher Wray indicated that there were no confidential informants and no uh, FBI assets that were present at the Capitol on January 6th that were part of the violent riot. Isn't that right? Yes, sir. Please play the video. We're, we're now going to hear from George Hill, who worked at the Boston field office. The SSA in Boston said 
They were going to a political rally, which is First Amendment protected activity. No, we're not uploading. We're not starting cases on these people. To which they said, well, we're going to call your SAC. And the SSA said, go right ahead. Because when you're pushing back, you know, you want to make sure that you have your, your six covered. So the SAC and the ASAC were intimately aware of these kinds of exchanges that were going on. And again, to his credit, um, Joe Bonavolanta said, no, we're not opening up cases on people who went to a rally. And I forgot a key part. The SSA for CT2 said, happy to do it. Show us where they were inside the Capitol and we'll look into it. To which WFO said, we can't show you those videos unless you can tell us the exact time and place those individuals were inside the Capitol to which the SSA responded back, and I was privy to these conversations firsthand, why can't you show us, why can't you just send us, give us access to the 11,000 hours of video of this exam that's available? Because there may be, may be, UCs, undercover officers, or CHS's confidential human, form, confidential human sources on those videos whose identity we need to protect. So, Mr. Allen, you got retaliated against for the very thing, for saying the very thing that the Washington field office was telling Boston when the Boston field office was saying, we're not going to go and investigate people that just showed up at a rally without sufficient criminal predicate. Uh, the, the Washington field office told Boston, well, you know what, we can't give you the evidence because it might disclose the very CIs and UCs that you are concerned about. But that doesn't surprise you, Mr. O'Boyle, does it? No, sir. And the reason it doesn't surprise you is that in a different part of the country, you saw that same pressure from the Washington field office. And did they ever try to get you to do something that was outside the normal order of law enforcement activity? Yes, sir. And what did the Washington field office try to get you to do that violated the law and regulations? They tried to get me to serve a federal grand jury subpoena when there was no proper predicate to do so. And the reason there was no predicate was because it was based on an anonymous tip, right? That's correct. And time and again, the Washington field office was trying to pressure you without corroboration to go start process on people. Isn't that right? Yes, sir. And so while I agree that January 6th was a violent day, a bad day, a day that nobody wants to relive, violence on January 6th doesn't justify weaponizing the government against people who were innocent and did nothing wrong. Thank you for blowing the whistle on that. And we still don't know really what the FBI was doing on January 6th embedded in that crowd. I mean, they were dressed as civilians wearing Trump hats. Uh, to this day, you know, Ray Epps. I don't know what Ray Epps was doing. I did hear him trying to incite people to go into the Capitol. I heard that myself on, on videotape. I heard him say it. Now, just because he went on 60 Minutes and he 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 said, that wasn't the case. I don't work for the FBI. And, and in 60 Minutes, they just went along like, oh, great, you were picked on. It's obviously not the case. You were a, a victim of all of this. Now, I don't think that is the determining factor. I think we need to get some answers under oath to find out who this guy was and what he did. Uh, I don't think it should be just 60 minutes that's determining whether a guy is being straight with us or not, you know? Uh, oh, I agree. And and you know what? Ray Epps is not the only FBI agent. There right. are others that have tried to come forward 
and all of a sudden they lose their positions, everything. They can't pay their mortgage, and, you know, they strangle them. They put a money stranglehold on them, and they take them out of a position uh, of, of anything. Well, that's what so, happened with Garrett O'Boyle, who was one yeah. of the, yeah, exactly. He was he was a guy who was uh, going to uh, speak in, to the Congress about what really happened, and they transferred the guy to another office. He said, okay, uh, we're going to move you to another office, sell your house. He sold his house. They came by. They packed up the moving trucks with all of his stuff. He went out to wherever the new location was, the new office. He got there before the trucks. As soon as he got there, they suspended the guy, and they mm-hmm. pulled his security clearance, and they they literally froze his move. He couldn't get his stuff out of the trucks. So he had no money coming in, and he had no place to stay, and as he and his family were stuck. And that's well, you know, that's did. a legal attorney thing to do. And if you're an attorney, you're smirking right now because you know that when you are in a, a trial situation, and this is kind of a trial situation too, a lawyer quickly goes or a DA goes, okay, cut off their source of money so that they cannot defend themselves because then they're more likely to succumb to what you want. So that's what they do with an employee that might be a whistleblower and tell on you, cut off his funds. Just take him out of position and don't don't give him any money so he can't do anything. He's going to be more worried about feeding his family than he is about telling on us. Kevin McCarthy was talking about the FBI, too. Here's what he had to say. Yesterday we found out from a whistleblower in their testimony uh, that was covered by uh, Jim Jordan and Judiciary uh, that Catholics and pro-life groups and even parents at school board meetings uh, were being targeted by the FBI with investigations. They were essentially treated as domestic terrorists. I, I bet that, that list is much longer. Um, what, what do you think the Congress will do or can do to get the FBI and the DOJ back under control to actually enforce the law and not target political opponents? Sean, this is such an important issue. And it's not something, what will the Congress do in the future? When I became Speaker, we created a new select committee on the weaponization of government. You have never seen something like this except back in the 70s at one time. And we we were fearful of what we were hearing from out there, from the whistleblowers, from the parents just going to school board meetings. And we created this committee to do exactly what we're now finding out about. How do we correct this problem? I happen to be on a phone call today with the director of the FBI on this issue and a number of issues, a subpoena we have before him and others, because this has have to stop. Even today, we have now learned the Washington Post, of all papers, just printed the use that the FBI used on January 6th. More than 300,000 they were looking at data points using FISA against Americans in there. And they even talk about a, law, a lawmaker, somebody who was an elected in the process. This is so concerning that you've got the FBI using this in the wrong manner. And we've watched going after people to mass, having an FBI agent in there because they think those people may be terrorists because they're Catholic. You know, I was just with the Pope a couple weeks ago. I bet he would find that a little disturbing as well, that his church had that concern. Or a parent going to a school board meeting. And you know what was real concerning? We had an FBI agent who came forward as a whistleblower. And you know why he was so concerned? Because he was one of those school board, one of those uh, uh, parents who went to a school board meeting concerned about what they're being taught in his children's school. They're violating people's constitutional rights as guaranteed to them in the in the Bill of Rights. 
in the first 10 uh, amendments of the Constitution, and they don't care? Would it, was there any contrition at all yeah. from Christopher Ray? You know, we, we had a long conversation about it, um, but I was very clear to him what this Congress will do and what we're looking at, and that uh, we have say and jurisdiction over the FBI, and uh, they need to comply with the requests that we have for the information and the data, and that's the exact reason why we have already set up the weaponization committee and the individuals who are running, and Jim Jordan is the chair of it, and I promise you this, not only will we get to the bottom of it, we will correct this so this never happens again. That was Friday, Degan and Duffy's uh, program on Fox Business. That was Kevin McCarthy. And then he, on Sunday, he stated again that uh, uh, the FBI was poised to hand over a potentially damning document involving President Biden. He was very proud to say that, and he sounded like they'd come to some kind of agreement. As soon as the show ended... Almost immediately mm-hmm. afterwards, the Bureau's acting assistant director of congressional affairs penned a letter to uh, Comer, uh, a Republican from Kentucky, informing him the agency would not immediately provide the form in question. They doubled down after McCarthy twice on two shows, on Degan and Duffy on Fox Business on Friday, and then again on Maria Bartiromo's show on Sunday after he came out and said, we, we're in an agreement right now, and it looks like we're going to get that document. They came out afterwards and said, nah, you ain't seeing nothing. They doubled down. I mean, And it's an affront mm-hmm. because Congress has a right to get it. Congress yeah. has a right to, de- a right to demand it. What they're trying to do is weaken McCarthy, you know, and diminish his his uh, his his power and control. And they want to show him that he's they're the boss and he's not. Yeah. And that's not quite the case. But that is, and you know, don't think that Biden and even Ob- as far up as Obama, you know, they don't have saying that. Yeah, <laughs> do this. Well, don't tell them. No. You know, we got this. The Durham report comes out and they say the FBI is corrupt. And, and the FBI's statement that they issued was, well, we may have been corrupt, but we fixed it two years ago. That's what they said in, in a response. They fixed it two years ago. And it was like, and we're supposed to just say, yeah, that's okay. Well, it's starting to sink in, even in, in mainstream media. Uh, Chuck Todd, a leftist, if there ever was one, he said this mm-hmm. on Meet the Press on, Mon- on uh, Sunday. Look, trust in the FBI is eroding left and right. Um, feels like we're in the moment that we need a real church committee, that this is a moment like Jay, when the J. Edgar Hoover FBI clearly was no longer helping the American people. There was a moment. This feels like we might be in one of those moments. You think, Chuck? You just come into that mm-hmm. conclusion now? Brilliant. I mean, where were you? Yeah, well, he doesn't of- want to admit that, you know, that the right is right and the left is wrong. But, you know, it's obvious what's going on with the FBI. I kind of wonder, you know. Why the FBI is not uh, is not complying with everything because Congress has the ultimate power. I know it does. Yes, it, it is the it is the boss. It it all it has to do is subpoena the document, and the FBI is supposed to supposed to comply because they are. Uh, I mean, it, that's they're a, they're a legal uh, organization. They're supposed to be following the law. And if, if the law is that Congress has subpoenaed you for this document, you have to give it to them. But they're saying, nah, you ain't seeing it. Yeah, I mean, we, we can't even go to the war unless Congress goes, yeah. So um, what's going on here? I mean, I know. Uh, 
I know. Maybe we need to put the military in to go and, you know, you don't want to give us the, the information, you know? Well, that's just we'll it, write. What happens, seriously, and I mean this, it's an honest question. What happens if these big organizations, these big intelligence organizations, just say to hell with you? What happens well, if the FBI and the CIA say to Congress and other legal authorities, no, no. Then we go to a totalitarian government, and that means that Biden is the ultimate rule, and he's, the buck stops literally there. And forget about Congress. You don't need a Democratic side. You don't need a Republican well, side. It, our government is lost. If we don't have the system that was set up uh, by our, our founders, if it doesn't run the way it was set up, then we don't have this government anymore. We're, we are. Well, I think we lost it a long time ago because really, you know, the government, you know, with all their handouts and everything that they, they do, it is not in the Constitution of the United States for them to give away our money and decide who they're going to be nice to. It's never been in the Constitution. It wasn't written that way, and it shouldn't be in, in, interpreted that way. And politicians that we vote in, when they go and they reparations, any politician that goes along with a, rep, a reparation is not doing the will of the people. You know, yeah. they're caving to, you know. Where does uh, it stop, Bill? Where, do, where does it stop? Hypothetically. Okay, let's say we gave reparations to one ethnic group. Okay, another ethnic group comes along and says, well, I was, uh, I was Irish, and I was picked on for my ancestors were held back for decades when they came to this country. They, were, they used to have signs in building, Irish need not apply, right? Should mm -hmm. I get some kind of a reparation too? Okay, maybe I don't have to get the reparations of another minority that their ancestors suffered more, but my ancestors suffered, so shouldn't I get something? Where does it stop? Well, see, that's the whole point is that they don't have the right to make those that determination. Only I do. It is my money. I voted for you, put you into that office, so you don't have a say in this. you got to listen to me. You know, and if somebody's, uh, you know, that's going, well, wait a minute, I want my reparations. Well, think about it this way, okay? I get it. You want your reparations that you believe you're entitled to. But think about this. That money that's coming to you is some of your money, some of my money, but then that means that your money that it's coming from, let's say that I come forward and say, well, you know, the German Society of America, uh, we have been, we've been called Nazis too much. We deserve reparations. And I win that argument, let us just say. Well, here's All of a sudden, your money is going to me. Is that fair? Well, no, because you didn't vote for that. Here's what I would agree to. If you were a slave and if someone in this generation kept you that way. If if that person if you were a slave and the slaveholder was still alive, that person owes you reparation. But why should it be ancestors when my ancestors came over, uh slavery really wasn't an issue anymore in this country. Why should my ancestors have to pay for uh an issue that they they weren't involved with? I mean this seriously. My my ancestors came over nineteen hundred, right? Why should mm -hmm. my ancestors have to pay for reparations when they when I had nobody in this country when the problem existed? I mean, this is the mm -hmm. kind of minutia you can get into, you know, down the road. This is the well, kind of it, 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 it. I could go on and on. I wanted to play something, Bill, before we end the program. Right. This was uh, this has kind of gone viral. 
and I'm not sure exactly who the guy is that's narrating it. Uh, it's about two minutes long. It's uh, from New Zealand, and he's talking about New Zealand, and he's talking about America. you got to listen to this. This is a, a dire warning. Listen. Wake up, New Zealand, before it's too late. Remember Khrushchev's prediction? This is a sobering reminder. It's almost 62 years since Russia's Khrushchev delivered this. Many of you may not remember his quote or even were alive when Mr. Khrushchev of the Soviet Union made his remarks. On September 29, 1959, here was his entire quote. Your children's children will live under communism. You Americans are so gullible. No, you won't accept communism outright, but we'll keep feeding you small doses of socialism until you finally wake up and find you already, you already have communism. We will not have to fight you. We will so weaken your economy until you will fall like overripe fruit into our hands. The democracy will cease to exist when you take away from those who are willing to work and give to those who would not. Ian goes on. Remember, socialism leads to communism. So how do you create a socialist state? There are nine levels of control. Read the following recipe. One, health care. Control health care and you control the people. Two, poverty. Increasing the poverty level as high as possible, poor people are easier to control and will not fight back if you're providing everything for them. Three, debt. Increase the debt to an unsustainable level. That way you're able to increase taxes and this will produce more poverty. Four, gun control. Remove the ability to defend themselves from the government. That way you're able to create a police state. Number five is welfare. Take control of every aspect, food, housing, income, of their lives because that will make them fully dependent on the government. Education. Take control of what people read and listen to and take control of what children learn in school. Religion. Remove the belief in God from the government and schools because the people need to believe in only the government knowing what's best for the people. Class warfare. Divide the people into wealthy and the poor. Eliminate the middle class. This will cause more discontent and will be easier to tax the wealthy with the support of the poor. And number nine, control the media. Not much left for our comrade Jacinda to do. As I read through each point, I realized while I was reading just how far we have followed that road. It really is quite devastating. I leave it with you. That was uh, uh, from New Zealand. It, it was done, mm -hmm. I think, in uh, uh, 2022. Uh, and it's kind of making the rounds right now because it's so appropriate. Uh, I, Of course, uh, I went to a, one of those fact-check sites. Oh, well, that quote is wrong about Khrushchev. No, no, no. They actually had, they said, well, it really wasn't the, the first time he was in the United Nations speaking. It was, he might have referred to it in the second speech he gave in the United Nations. It's like, oh, come on, don't play games on the left. I mean, listen to what the guy said. Uh, you know, if you look at it or listen to it, I, I know all of that stuff. I've read it all before. It's all in the Communist Manifesto. So, you know, for the left to sit there, what they're doing is they're playing this word game going, uh, it's not where you referenced it. So it's fake news. No, a fact is a fact. You know, and, and I, I, I wake up in the morning, I go outside, and I got a flat tire. Well, I got a nail on my tire. Well, you don't, you don't see the nail, do you? So that's fake news. No, it's a fact, you know. It, I think we I, should I, play I it again that. tomorrow and talk about it some more because it really, I probably should have given it more time because it's, uh, it's 
he kind of hits all of the different uh, points that uh, that are happening to us right now. You know, it's happening around our world. So we can talk about this again tomorrow because we've run flat out of time again, my friend. Uh, I hope you have a wonderful day. By the way, you can reach us, 833-538-7868, 833-538-7868. You know, we don't say our number and uh, email address enough, so I'll say mail at itsanotherday.com, mail at itsanotherday.com. Take the number, take the email address, and say it ten times in your mind. Yes, please. Have a great day, my friend. We'll talk to you tomorrow. See ya. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs> <laughs>